RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. Surgeons have benefited greatly in recent years with a range of digital tools allowing them to innovate, learn and communicate with patients. One benefit of digital health technologies is that they enable efficiencies in the workplace, says Dr Jill Tomlinson. A plastic and reconstructive surgeon based in Melbourne, Dr Tomlinson was chair of the Australian Digital Health Agency Toolkit Working Group. She outlines the range of tools available and how to incorporate them into your own practice. First, Dr Tomlinson shares her background and her interest in digital health with Chris Ashmore. So I'm a hand and plastic surgeon in Victoria. I work predominantly in the private setting as I'm on extended maternity leave from my public practice in Werribee. From a college perspective, I've previously been the deputy chair of the RACS Women in Surgery Committee, and I spent 10 years as the specialty editor for social media for the Australian and New Zealand Journal of Surgery. But I'm actually now the specialty editor for the journal in a women in surgery capacity. Outside of that, I've been involved in leadership roles with the Australian Medical Association, including being a federal councillor for five years as the Victoria Area Representative and also as a Victorian AMA board member. On the digital health side of things, I've been involved in digital health for as long as I've been a doctor. Uh, And for me, the digital health side of things is really just health. Primarily, I use digital health to improve efficiency and communication in healthcare. And I was honoured recently to receive a National Digital Health Award from Telstra Health, which was really lovely. Uh, And it was also a wonderful opportunity to see some of the amazing and diverse things that Australians are doing to improve health using digital technologies. I currently chair the Victorian Department of Health's Clinical Informatics Advisory Council and the Federal AMA's Digital Health Subcommittee. And in 2021, I chaired the Australian Digital Health Agency's Specialist Digital Health Toolkit, which produced resources for surgeons about my health record, electronic prescribing, telehealth and secure messaging. Goodness gracious, no rest for the wicked. You're certainly very busy. (laughs) Now, can you share with us what digital health technologies are in place in Australia and why they're important for Australian healthcare? So digital health is really about digital technologies that enable us to provide healthcare. So there's a really broad range of the technologies. They include electronic medical records, which many, many hospitals and practices use. Uh, My Health Record, which is an information sharing system. Throughout the pandemic, we've seen e-prescribing coming more online and we use real-time prescription monitoring to try and improve the safety of medications. Lots of people now use websites and social media and videos as methods of information exchange and and communication, and various systems are increasingly using secure messaging rather than fax or mail, and hopefully eventually we'll move our healthcare system away from the fax. We can axe the fax. There are now systems to guide patients through surgery admissions, and that can improve many outcomes. So as well as improving the patient journey, it can also improve workflows for healthcare workers and it can reduce cancellations on the day of surgery because people are prepared for their surgery and have been able to have their bowel prep and get all their pre-op uh, things arranged. There are team communications tools. So my beeper is an example and those provide secure communications and mean that doctors are not using channels like Signal and WhatsApp to communicate within their team in the hospital. 
Within the pandemic, we've seen a lot of telehealth and so video consulting systems that allow doctors to share their screen with patients so they can talk through results with whether that's radiology images, you can send SMSs to patients to get them to join in your virtual waiting room uh, and share documents. And increasingly, we're seeing home monitoring devices. So people with COVID, if they've got a SETS monitor, they can be monitored for heart rate and rhythm and, and oxygen saturations. So really, the, the question on digital health is not so much how many systems are there, but just what is the infinite range of possibilities as to how we can use them to improve health? Mm. Well, the technology is, of course, a wonderful thing, but there also comes with it some privacy issues. Is that a concern? And how is it being mitigated? So privacy issues absolutely are a concern. And whenever we consider information recording, information transmission and information sharing, and that's a necessary part of our healthcare system, but we need to consider privacy. Doctors have an ethical, professional and a legal duty to protect the confidentiality of information. And that's the basis of trust and honesty with our patients. So certainly the privacy aspects and unintended potential consequences of digital technology on privacy always have to be at the heart of design and use of these technologies. At the moment, we're seeing that in Victoria with debate around the Health Legislation Amendment Information Sharing Bill. And that's a piece of legislation that's designed to allow information sharing between public hospitals. The balance between privacy and information sharing is one where there are lots of different perspectives across the community. And it's important that we consider and address those diverse perspectives so that people feel confident in using the systems. And how does incorporating digital health technologies enable efficiency in the workplace? So there's lots of things that can be set up digitally that can improve your workflow. We only have 168 hours in a week, and so being able to use those hours as efficiently as possible as surgeons means that we can devote more time to direct patient care. So the digital health technologies can be used from an efficiency point of view, also to improve safety and quality. You can establish standardisation in what you do, which can be important for safety and quality. And you can also look at providing personalised care to patients. So it's more than just having your letters go out with the person's name just embedded within there, but actually being able to pick up within systems if somebody needs particular instruction because they're diabetic or any particular aspect of care that we can personalise in that way. And that's something that is increasingly coming across the healthcare system. Mm. How quickly is the college adopting these technologies? So I think there's a broad variety of change management and speeds at which people are engaging in those. Certainly in surgery, it's well known that you never want to be the first or the last person to start doing a particular operation. I tend to be more cautious on the surgical front than I am on the digital health front. And over the years, I've been an early adopter in digital health, whether that's social media or my health record. I think one of the challenges of being an earlier adopter is that you're more likely to encounter hurdles in terms of how the software works and how everything needs to be introduced. But that's, I guess, one of the benefits for the people who are following afterwards because things are a lot more smoothed out. So, for example, the work that we did with the Australian Digital Health Agency to produce resources for surgeons actually gives you a step-by-step -step guide in how to do things. And um, that is something that can really make it easier for people to adopt the digital health technologies. And the pandemic has certainly shown that we can make fast changes. 
Well, finally, Jill, do you have any recommendations for how surgeons can learn more about digital health and what it could mean for their practice? Absolutely. So the RACS website has got a digital health hub with links to resources and RACS is working with the Australian Digital Health Agency to develop additional tools as time goes on. The digital health hub includes a link to the Australian Digital Health Agency's specialist digital health toolkit. Uh, So that has resources for surgeons about my health record, electronic prescribing, telehealth and secure messaging. And in addition to that, I'd suggest that surgeons who are interested in learning about digital health consider uh, downloading podcasts to listen to in your car. Ask your practice manager about what digital health systems and introduction you might be either wanting to introduce or that your practice manager might actually be keen to introduce if given the opportunity. Because if you can identify some technologies that you can introduce in your practice to improve efficiency and improve your workflow and then gradually work through them, it can be not long before you discover you're actually at the forefront of technology and engaged in practice in a very different but very efficient and safe way. Dr Jill Tomlinson. Details and links to the college's Digital Health Hub and Digital Health website are in the show notes. RAC's post-op podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.